0: Okay, good morning everyone, oh, here we go, okay, so if you're watching or listening to this, this is a School for A Course in Miracles, and today we are um, exploring at lesson 165 together, You know, one of the things about this lesson, <laughs> this seems to be a theme for me, that I get lessons that I ordinarily would resist, and, um, and I want to gloss over one of the things that the beautiful things about this lesson is um, the theme of denial, which is one of the unique um, aspects of A Course in Miracles path and journey is really um, looking at the ego thought system, which denies the truth and denies God, denies life, really. And so this lesson has some interesting language, even the first line at the top. It's all this kind of not stuff, which can be a little tricky for the mind. So let not my mind deny the thought of God. For as long as I've been in the course, when I read that line, my mind at first just goes, what? Let my mind not deny the thought of God. Well, what practically, what the heck does that mean? It sounds like a bunch of gibberish um, at first shot. And though when really sitting with this lesson and exploring this aspect of what it, what it is to look at denial with our teacher, Um, this lesson is really powerful. At least I've experienced it that way. So what I want to do is say a couple of things first, and then we're going to read some parts of of the course of this lesson together. Um, So again, one of the the big unique parts or aspects of A Course in Miracles journey or path is that it's really um, obviously a strong look at the ego thought system. This is not a path about affirming the positive per se. This is really a journey in removing or actually being willing for the obstacles to love and to God to be removed and healed by the process of forgiveness. And this course spends an enormous amount of time really helping us to see the ego thought system, which fundamentally at its core is really about death, the denial of God, the denial of what is true, the denial of the innocence of the Son of God. One of the one of the ways the, the Course points to that is, is um guilt as a denial of the truth of the Son of God. So this lesson really speaks to a primary theme of a course, of the Course in Miracles. And the course is really asking us to and inviting us to be in a practice day to day of being willing to look at all of what seems like the unique aspects of the ego thought system as they play out in our, in our lives and to really see what's at work. But the course doesn't just ask us to look at the ego thought system. The course is saying that the way to look at the ego thought system, system, the only way that we can really look at the ego is to go back to the mind and to ask the symbol of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, to help us see what is true. We've given the ego thought system so much of our belief in it. So much willingness to let it have a, let to give it our attention, our belief that we need help and being able to see what's at work. And we need help from a teacher that's beyond the thought system itself. And that's symbolized in the Holy spirit. And that symbol of truth is in the mind. And the Holy Spirit is that symbol of the memory of who we really are, the truth, the love of God, and the bridge to help us to go from what seems like a world of bodies and separation to really remembering or being able to see beyond that and to know the truth. So as we look at denial in this lesson today, Um, I'm going to substitute a couple of words that helped me to get through this lesson and to understand it. and, And to just keep in mind that this lesson is fundamentally saying, let us not deny the truth. The thought of God being the truth of the Son of God and also the thought of God for me being symbolized in the Holy Spirit which is the memory or unknowing of that truth, that bridge. So let us not deny the truth of who we are and not deny the teacher that we have available to us to help us return to the experience of being home with our father. So, um, looking to see at my notes to see if there's anything. So um, later in this lesson, so this lesson talks about denial. And this lesson in the end, in the second half of the lesson, or the last third of the lesson, talks about certainty. Talks about where we can go where there is no doubt. No discrepancy, no wobbliness, no, no confusion. And when, essentially, when we're willing to not deny, or when when we're willing to deny the denial of truth, the denial of God, when we're willing to deny the ego and its thought system by asking for help to undo what we've believed, then what we have is certainty. And the only certainty that there is, is in the mind and with the Holy Spirit. And that's where our safety lies, our peace lies, where love lies. And so the lesson will walk us through, why would you deny the truth of who you are? And then when you're willing to ask for help and receive, it's there that you have absolute certainty, absolute clarity, and the peace of God. So it's actually fairly simple. If we can sort through a little bit of the, for me, the funny sentence structure of this this lesson. So um, before we read a little bit, I'm just going to pause for a moment, looking at all the lovely faces. Is there anybody that would like to to share something before we move on? Tim?
1: Yeah. um, Lynn and I were talking about um, denial this morning. um, And uh, it, it, it... it's It's kind of a, a pre- I think one of the reasons the title is so confusing is that it it's preposterous. It's absurd to think we would deny God. I mean, we don't walk around admitting that's what we're doing when we're not feeling peace, but that's a pretty good sign that we've denied him, at least according to Jesus' point of view. The whole thing about doubt. If I'm mm-hmm. doubtful about anything, then it's a pretty good sign. I'm denying God, but I don't want to fess up to that because that's just <laughs> stupid as a stupid does. And that's really stupid. <laughs> and not just denying God, but other places he says, we are the thought of God. So I'm denying me. And now, of course, I'm walking around half crazy because I'm denying me, denying who I am. So it, it's just even coming to grips with, is it possible in this moment, if I'm not feeling peace or if I'm feeling any doubt at all, am I really denying God, am I really denying that I'm a thought of God, that that's my reality. And and so just to sit with that is like, I think that's why the title is so confusing is, is I don't want to sit with that, that I might be doing something that's stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I often hear, and I certainly have thought i've seen in myself in my all my years with the course is that many people will say it's i i'm not in touch with that i think i killed god or that i'm denying god that's that's a that's a pretty big ask for us to really consider and it isn't like i walk around in my day-to-day life thinking that whenever i'm not at peace it's because i'm denying god like you're saying tim what i what i really love about this course is i don't have The way that I can get in touch with that is I can see that I deny my brother his innocence. Now that, I don't want to really sit with that either, but that I can start to grapple with um, because I can more easily see when I'm upset with something that seems outside of me. And then I can maybe consider, which is what this lesson is asking and the course is asking that that really is... um, I'm worshiping death and I'm denying God. And that really is what's going on here. But the course really walks us gently to that, that willingness to look at what Tim was just, was just pointing to. So let's read a little bit of this lesson together and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of explore some of this. I'm actually going to take us to paragraph two first. Cause paragraph one is a little bit of a tongue twister and, and, We'll, we'll come back to that. But let's actually look at paragraph two on page 313 in the workbook, lesson 165. So again, for me, as I read this lesson, I, I thought of the thought of God as, first of all, man, the Son of God is the thought of God, an absolute truth in in heaven, which this course is not about, because it says it. Essentially, we can't speak of of that, which is beyond our, our perception. So in heaven, in truth, the Son of God is, is, the, is the, um, the thought of God. But as I read this lesson, I thought of the thought of God as truth, the capital, with a capital T. And I also thought of uh, the, th- the thought of God as the Holy Spirit, which is the symbol of the truth. So I'm just going to, for a moment, substitute the word truth in for the thought of God. The truth of God created you. The truth left you not, nor have you ever been apart from it an instant. It belongs to you. By it, you live. The truth is your source of life, holding you one with it, And everything is one with you because the truth left you not. The truth of God protects you, cares for you, makes soft your resting place and smooth your way, lighting your mind with happiness and love. Eternity and everlasting life shine in your mind because the truth has left you not and still abides with you. This was incredibly comforting to me because I think of truth with a capital T as so solid and unmoving. The strength of truth. Um, I don't know if that's everybody's relationship to it, but when I think of it that way, it feels like it's um, like the pillars are just unable to be pushed aside and that the truth is what holds me. The truth is what creates, has created me. The um, truth cares for me and my brother. It is intact. It is never threatened. The innocence the sameness with my brother. No matter what I believe, no matter what perceptions I choose to believe, the truth is the truth, and it will always be the truth, and I cannot touch it. So in this lesson, um, Jesus is establishing the truth from the get-go. Then then he's going to go on to talk about what we do with this, which is kind of the crazy part, the part that we don't really want to hang with that Tim was referring to. So paragraph three. First of all, any questions about paragraph two? Pretty clear, it seems. The truth is the truth. And you are held by it and you are it and so is your brother. (laughs) Always have been, always will. Okay. All right. So paragraph three. This is the crazy monkey business. Who would deny His safety and his peace, his joy, his healing, and his peace of mind, his quiet rest, his calm awakening, if he but recognized where they abide. This is really important, and no matter how long we've been or not been with the Course in Miracles, this is so important to know where this abides and it is in the mind. And when we make a choice for the Holy Spirit, for going back to the mind and asking to be shown what is true, that is where our peace and joy are available. As long as we think that our perception as a body of other bodies can show us truth or peace, or heaven we're mistaken and we'll never find it there and jesus is saying here who would deny this if you knew that you could just go right back to the mind and ask to be shown and there it is well who would deny this but um but a belief system that thinks that it actually sinned and is guilty and is being you know chased and you know, on the hunt by God and, and um, who's lost its innocence. Well, that's the kind of mind that wouldn't want to go back and, and make another choice. That's the, that's the thought system that would want to hide. And that's the ego thought system. So let's keep reading. Would he not instantly prepare to go where they are found, abandoning all else as worthless in comparison with them? And having found them, would he not make sure they stay with him and he remain with them? Well, part of the journey of the Course in Miracles is seeing is just how how much we are willing to abandon this, how much we are willing to um, indulge in our perception and the arrogant perception that we know and that we can actually see and know what's in our own best interest. And we for sure know what's in our brother's best interest. So... The fun, the fun, not so fun part of, of the course is that um, Jesus in some ways going, are you crazy? Why would you deny this? And of course, the answer is we have to look at how much we do. And that's, that's the path of this course. And that's why it's daily practice and using every little thing that we're willing to use in our life to make another choice and to see as the truth would see, to see as the Holy Spirit would show us. I wanted to share an example today um, of, of how this has been working for me. This lesson has been working for me. Um, some of you may have heard me share on another call that I've, um, since uh, the COVID ex- um, beginning, um, both of my older daughters, sorry, my email, let me just close my email. In. Um, my um, two older daughters, 22 and 26, came home to live with me. Um, because of some situations with their roommates and some things that they didn't think were safe. So they came home with their two dogs that I think of as horses because they're so big. And, um, you know, there's been a whole bunch for me to be with about all that. But one of the things in the past week that this lesson really helped me with was um, my particular personality response to what's happening about racism and protests and, and the various things that are happening in our country, has been. I, I'm generally more quiet about it. I'm generally not somebody that's out on the streets, nor am I somebody that watches a ton of the news, and 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 spends a lot of time there. Now, at different times, I can be incredibly righteous about that, and other times it just seems to be a personal preference. But I that I it doesn't. I don't seem to get involved much with that, um, or it seems. And with my daughter's home, my older daughter in particular, um, who is. Um, is uh, getting her master's in social justice, who mm. is someone that um, has lived in third world countries over the past seven or eight years. And, and her life is really about respect and fairness and equality and um, is living here with me as, as is my younger daughter, who um, wants to make a difference in the world in a very active way. And so um, in my house morning, noon and night, it seems, especially while I work at home, are um, what seems like an emphasis on bodies, victims, um, death. um, And I've been upset. I've been really upset and trying not to show it and trying to keep my mouth shut. And um, the other morning, uh, Thursday night, I went to bed and I was actually in tears about this. And I just thought, um, how can they deny the truth? (laughs) I was really working with this lesson and I was just, I was just, um, upset for how much my seemed like my daughters were denying what was the truth about the Son of God. And of course, I hadn't yet realized that it was really that it was happening in my own mind. But at the time in the moment, it, was, it looked like it was them. And on Friday morning, my oldest daughter asked me to sit down and she asked me if I would read a book with her about racism and if I would watch some movies about it. And my first thought was, no way. Um, I don't want to do this. And then I thought, oh, I should do it because, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I heard in my mind let me not deny the truth. Let me deny the denial of truth right here, right then. And I don't know why that that's not a line that would come into my mind other than that I've been with this lesson, but it came to my mind and I paused and um, I just looked over at her and I was willing to ask, how am I denying the truth? And it wasn't specifics. It wasn't how am I denying her point of view? How am I? It wasn't any of that. I just simply asked, how am I denying the truth right here, right now? Please help me see this differently. And it got very quiet. And um, I, she kept talking and making asks of me. And I listened and listened and listened. And finally, what just came out of this mouth, I don't even remember having the thought ahead of time was what's really important to you about this, um, honey. And she said that we learn together, that we be learners together. And, um, you know, learners is a big word in the course. (laughs) Happy learners is a big word. And I, I think about that word a lot. And, um, It was a sudden wash of love and it had nothing to do with the content of the conversation. It had nothing to do with the specifics. It had nothing to do with racism or books or movies or protests. Would I go to a protest? Suddenly all that I could see was God's son is innocent in my, and it wasn't just in her. It was just exactly like the course talks, which is a holy instant, which is in that moment, all, all was innocent and there was complete peace for me from one second to the next and no linear processing, no anything other than peace and, um, and an answer. And, you know, the answer is I'm going to read a book with her, but that's not the point either was that in that moment for me, I was that one who would deny my safety, my peace, my joy, my healing by insisting on, separate interests by insisting on that my brother was guilty as my daughter who was out for, you know, out to make, out to, to protest for peace. And it was my arrogance about, honestly, about the Course in Miracles and about my particular perspective (laughs) on, on, on spirituality that had me at war with my, with my daughter and, and, and what's going on in our, in our country. And um, what I was willing to do is what paragraph four begins to share about, which was I was willing to ask and receive. I was willing to ask what is the truth rather than try to establish the truth with my personal will and my personal perspective. And one of the important things that that I like to always mention, because this is important for me, I recently, I was also having dinner with some friends who initially got introduced to the Course in Miracles. And one of my friends said, I can't stay with the Course because it says nothing is real. The world isn't real. Well, that's true at at, at the level of truth. But the Course is not asking me to sit with my daughter and, and say she's not real. These protests aren't real what's happening around racism or COVID isn't real. The course is not asking me to leap from the world of the dream to the absolute truth. That would actually be denial. What the course is asking me to do is to consider that my perception isn't real. And to look again with the one and only teacher who can show me what is real. So I didn't have to deny my daughter. I didn't have to do a mantra and go da-da-na-na-na, na, na, you know, all is at peace, my daughter. There was none of that. There was being right straight there with what seemed like my daughter talking about the protests in Denver and to be willing to consider that none of my perception about myself, her, this, the situation was real and to be asked to be shown the truth. So for me, that is what the course is asking us to do when we we're not denying the reality of the world in an absolute sense, even though the course is saying that that's true. What the course is asking us to do is to consider that our perception, all of our perception is false and to look with the teacher that knows what is true. So I just wanted to clarify that piece of what can seem like, for me, denial as well, which is to try to declare an absoluteness about nothing about the world is real and and expect to have peace without doing the work of looking at the ego thought system, which is what this course is about. It's about looking at the denial and looking at it with the right teacher. I'm going to pause again. So many faces to look at. Kind of looking down. Is there anybody that would like to share anything about what you're seeing? Lynn, is there something you want to share? You unmuted, um, so I thought yeah, you might want to yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: well, as you're speaking, um, I'm I'm thinking that the the ego's primary purpose is uh, is first of all to deny the decision maker you know to, to deci- deny the power of our decision for what we're seeing like like you were saying um, i 'm seeing what I think i'm seeing in my mind my interpretation my um, perception of the whole situation um, and the only way that is going to change is if what you've been pointing out is, is to recognize that who I, who I am in the dream, the only power I have in the dream is the power of the decision maker. And above all else, the ego needs to keep us away from the decision maker that can, can choose a teacher that will show me. Another way to, to to see things. So, um, you know, that first step is is to remember that the the you the course is speaking to the you that is real and the only you that has power is the decision maker, and um, that's that's our active choice. You know, in the in the in the dream, so to speak. Then then then, as you pointed out so beautifully. You know the shift comes out of we don't make it happen we don't do anything we just choose another teacher we choose Mm -hmm. the holy spirit yeah
0: you know as you were talking i was thinking about it might for me everything that i seem to react to is an opportunity to see what's in this mind because if it weren't in this mind it wouldn't be showing itself as a projection out Mm -hmm. on the screen and I've felt very reactive about what might seem like a movement of victim of victimness I'm not I'm not actually saying that that's what's true about the entirety of the none of I'm not making a declaration about that just Mm -hmm. for fear that somebody might think I'm saying that what but at, at different points in time when I'll hear different people talk about it in particular if I was thinking my daughter was talking about it a certain way I was thinking well wait a second there's a choice here and I I'm just now in this moment thinking that probably rubs me wrong because that's what I know is true about me, is that who I am is a decision maker and that's the only place I have power. And mm-hmm. it's reflected out in some way that I think somebody else thinks they don't have a choice. But really that's the, that's the thought in this mind that I'm willing to deny except for that I know that it's true, <laughs> yeah. which is why I'm so darn and uncomfortable because I can deny the truth as much as I want to deny it, but there's a memory of what is true. There is a knowing of what is true that I can't forget. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
0: uh, all of the stress of imagining and playing it out like I'm somebody that I know that I'm not. So, um, So I just appreciate seeing that in this moment, of that's a reflection of my own denial of the choice I have to make. And in the Course, it tells us there's only one choice Which is different than all the millions of choices i think i have to make in the world
2: right right
0: as as soon as things get
2: complicated like i have to make something happen here um i you know i'm 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 crazy i mean i can literally feel the insanity of feeling i have to respond i have to do something anything other than choose a different teacher you know and and it, 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 as soon as i remember that that that's, that's my only power remaining in this world is to to decide for a different teacher it everything shifts the holy spirit is always there yeah mm. yeah well yeah i was thinking about that yeah and the peace comes the peace is there yeah yeah sorry
1: I was thinking about that crazy thing. Like, like there's an inherent thing the way we describe crazy. Like, there's a. It doesn't look like an avoidance of reality. It just seems like reality isn't part of of my picture. Like, if I'm crazy, I, I, it is like there's some kind of like innate. I don't I don't recognize reality, and so I'm disconnected from reality. So I'm crazy. And and like when Whitney asked, Jesus is saying, "Are you crazy?" Well, sort of, yeah, but I'm choosing it is what it is. I mean, it's not like I'm crazy, but I'm choosing it. And then I am pretending it's not my fault. I mean, I'm right. pretending this is reality. This, And then worse, worse, I got to go find the other side, you know, the other side that doesn't agree with my particular brand of crazy. Now I'm saying <laughs> they're crazy. Like I remember I moved out of my last place that I lived prior to being here because my roommate went to the other side. (laughs) He went to the dark side, and I didn't want to live with that anymore. I thought he was crazy. I mean, I really thought he just has no idea of what he's buying into. And so, like, it was bad enough I was crazy because I was insisting we're not the son of God. And then on top of that, I had to go make my poor roommate crazy, so I would believe I was a little bit (laughs) sane. (laughs) I wasn't really choosing to be crazy. So it's just, it's a funny word.
0: It is funny. I just had this image of, of um, like levels of insanity. Like I want to, I want to, I want to prove that I'm just a little less insane than, than my brother. Well, one of the things about um, the teacher that we have, whether we call it the Holy Spirit or we, we think of our teacher as Jesus is that the course is giving us a really gentle example of what it is to look at what we don't want to look at, which is that we're denying the truth of who we are. And for the most part, we're doing it by attacking our brother and pro- and projecting guilt out. And, um, it's really at least it has been for me and the course tells us it's impossible to look at the the depth of what we believe about our guilt without a loving teacher Um, otherwise we just wouldn't look at it which is why the course emphasizes going back to the decision maker in the mind and choosing a teacher to show us the way we don't get ourselves home other than by our willingness to know we have a choice and to stop denying the denial, to deny the denial of that, which is what Lynn, you were saying the ego is, the first method, the, 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 the big, big uh, weapon of the ego or the big uh, tool is to deny that we even have a choice. And um, so as soon as we're willing to go, maybe I have a choice, I don't even have to be convinced I have a choice, but maybe I have a choice. And I'm asking for help, and then the rest of it is done for us. So um, let's read a little bit more in this lesson. So paragraph four, page one or uh, three thirteen. Deny not heaven. I hear that again, like deny not the truth, deny not the power of your decision maker. It is yours today, but for the asking nor need you perceive how great the gift, how changed your mind will be before it comes to you. So we don't need to heal ourselves and get ourselves in good shape before we go ask for help. This is a big thing that I've run into is trying to get myself someplace before I go ask for help with the Holy Spirit, sort myself out, get myself a little bit better of a Whitney to go get help. And it's we don't need to even imagine what's going to be on the other side of the healing. I couldn't sit there with my daughter and go, okay, um, Holy Spirit, this is again about asking for specifics. Help me to get to this outcome with my daughter. Help me to feel this way. Help me to get her, none of that. It's just um, all I need to do is ask and I need not know anything else. As a matter of fact, when I do, I get in the way. And then line four, ask to receive and it is given you. The truth is given when I ask for help, always. And that's the certainty that that this lesson is going to talk about in the last couple of paragraphs as well. And then line five, conviction lies within it. That's pretty strong. Till you welcome it as yours, uncertainty will remain that's the speaking of the willingness the empty hands to be a happy learner god is fair sureness is not required to receive what but only your acceptance can be bestow so what what jesus is saying here is god is loving you don't actually have to be certain before you ask for help which gets you certainty Um, and thank goodness, boy, I don't have to be a really good Christian. I don't have to be a good something in order to get to be able to qualify for help. (laughs) And, you know, honestly, there's a lot of that. That's part of the ego thought system. And then part of why I'm doomed is I don't qualify for help. I'm, as long as I'm believing, I'm not innocent. I'm not good enough for, for the love of God. And the course is saying, no, all you have to do is ask. Let's read paragraph five. Ask with desire. This is a little bit like later in the course, I think it's in the manual for teachers that that the Holy Spirit isn't doesn't need your words. The Holy Spirit listens to the heart. So when that and I know when I'm in a real place of willingness to ask and I know when I'm not. and that's this is just saying this is about real willingness you need not be sure that you request the only thing you want but when you have received you will be sure you have the treasure you always sought and I love that so um, I'm going to just pause again to see if anybody wants to ask any questions or make a comment before we read a little bit more in the lesson well Uh, you know we're always
2: answered because we already have everything, <laughs> yes. so it's impossible not to be answered, but it is possible um to continue to resist um, <laughs> you know uh yes. there's a place in chapter one I was just looking for it or maybe two i, I, I and I couldn't find it, but where he says you know it's not enough um to just ask for for the help the 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 next part of, of it is the willingness to accept it, and of course we can can continue to deny that and and often do deny that um, and it can take a long time to actually begin to open up to the willingness to receive
3: mm.
2: I think that's why Jesus makes it so clear that our our work is to extend to our brother, which takes our concern for ourselves out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And so I do already have it, but you know I I won't accept it here, but in in the willingness to extend to my brother, I learned that I have it. Is that making sense? Mm-hmm. Yes yeah
0: hmm yeah Judy um,
1: you yourself off Judy
0: <laughs> you double clicked unmuted and unmuted there you go oh 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 there there you go
3: okay <laughs> um Whitney um you mentioned something about heart with Holy Spirit and all of a sudden my usual armor um, seemed to um lessen a bit um Mm. certainly all this stuff about not being good enough to ask for help um really is my mo um and it's very subtle um you said something about heart and holy spirit can you remember what it was
0: that the holy spirit um doesn't need your word isn't paying attention to words but oh that's it it. yep Oh, that's so lovely. Um, um, here, I, here, it's on page 71 in the manual for teachers. Okay. And it's paragraph six. Mm-hmm. I can read, I'll read it just oh, in case. Oh, lovely, ne- thank you. Never forget that the Holy Spirit does not depend on your words. He understands the requests of your heart and answers them. He understands. This is later line six. He understands that an attack is a call for help, and he responds with help accordingly.
3: Oh, thank you. That's been so helpful amidst mm-hmm. all the, um, yeah, the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks. You're welcome. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Stephen. Stephen.
4: Has... Oh,
0: Stephen. Stephen. There you are, Stephen.
4: Hey, uh, thank you. Uh, let's see. Am I? You're yeah. good. You're great. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, paragraph uh, four and, uh, and, and much of five. Uh, this is a, a really important theme for me in the course. It's a basic tenet. And um, it seems so clear uh, in uh, in the happy dream uh, that I, I wanted to bring it in. It has to do with what Judy just said. And it has to do with uh Um, With paragraphs four and five, uh, it says this in the happy dream, when you feel the holiness of your relationship is threatened by anything, stop instantly and offer the Holy Spirit your willingness in spite of the fear to let him exchange this instant for the Holy One that you would rather have. He will never fail in this, but forget not that your relationship is one. And so it must be that whatever threatens the peace of one is an equal threat to the other. And to go down just a little bit, it says, uh, you know, which one of you are going to do this? It, it says, whoever is seen this at the time. Um, <laughs> it's been really important for me in in my uh, in my work with the course that that uh, there have been times when I thought I'm the course miracle student. I'm I'm going to be the saner one here, um, but it happened that the other person was. Was saying, you know, because we all have this tendency to be a little bit insane, according to the course, and and when I recognized that that was the case, uh, you know, it, it brought a lot of humility, uh, and it, it brought a lot, uh, it brought a lot to the table uh, for me as this little Stephen thing, as I, you know, wander this uh, uh, seemingly place, seemingly nice place that really isn't very nice. That when I come into these, <laughs> exams, um, I have to really pay pay attention and and ask to Jesus Jesus to see this with me and I have to join with Holy Spirit by letting go and letting God in that moment because if I don't do that I won't recognize that the other guy is saying thank you
0: Mm. wow thank you Stephen shared this a couple of weeks ago but uh one of somebody that I work with on my team said something and we it happened to be about whatever it doesn't matter but sort of like who knew humility was so great it's like i experienced that with the course often like who knew that not knowing and really not knowing what was in my own best interest and and not having any clue as to what was really going on would be so wonderful like what it is to really finally get that i don't know and that i'm not supposed to know and that there's a choice to make for a teacher that does it's uh, in, in this moment, like why I deny that, it really does feel insane because it's so stressful to go around thinking I know. It's so stressful. <laughs> it's so painful. Um, and, and humility is oh so good when, I, when I'm actually I've got a teacher that knows next to me. It's just the best. Is that true for you guys too? When, when you finally, when we finally ask, it's like, how do I ever forget this? Well, that's, that's the denial.
1: I was thinking about that process you went through with your daughter and the times I've gone through that similar process. The the phrase came up the other day and and I think this freaked out the guys more than the women. I'm not sure why, (laughs) but we, we needed perfect willingness. Like how much willingness do I have to have before that, (laughs) flash healing takes place. And suddenly, oh, yeah, I'm all right. And she's all right. And whatever happens is all right. I mean, to actually go into that experience where there's no doubt, there's no, there's no uncertainty anymore. But like, you know, what, what degree of willingness do I have to get to? How much perfect willingness do I have to have to allow that experience to happen? It's like, it's like it's kind of freaky.
0: Was there was there an answer? Did you guys well, come up with so, some answer?
1: Somebody, one of the women correctly said, "A little a little willingness is perfect oh. willingness." I think some a woman said that. A
0: wise woman. Excellent. excellent. Well, think, let's. See. Oh, go I think, ahead. I think,
4: I think Lynn <laughs> said yeah, that. Babe. As a matter of
0: fact. <laughs> but,
4: but you're right, Tim. She is a woman.
2: So. <laughs>
0: And I think of her as wise.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's use that. Oh, I was just thinking as you were talking about humility, it's when our humility is total that we're absolutely certain. We have certainty when Uh. our humility is total. I don't know anything. And then (laughs) that's such a great certainty, you know?
0: I I have to actually pause to write that down. I have certainty when my humility is
1: absolutely. <laughs> it seems like hand in hand with that is is uh, something I've I really appreciated from uh, Gary Renard's uh, teachings is that Jesus wasn't the the perfect leader; he was a perfect follower, mm. and I, you know, an example of there. But I, I find wow. that helpful. Yeah.
0: Yes. Let's, let's, read a, let's read the second half of this lesson together because it's, it's pointing to the certainty, which is the 100% total humility brings absolute complete certainty. So on paragraph six, this is after we've asked for help and received it. Now is all doubting past. The journey's end made certain and salvation given you. So salvation isn't something I'm waiting for, like the end of some bodily death, as the world might say it. Salvation was available to me and for me, the moment right there with my daughter. Salvation came, (laughs) the holy instant. So line two, page 314, now is Christ's power in your mind because I've made the decision to ask my teacher for help, the Holy Spirit, to heal as you were healed. Well, with my daughter, that was a healing. I asked to see the whole thing differently, and I was shown instantly. And there was no she, I was healed, then she was, there was no sequential anything healing is complete and total there are no parts to healing that's why when i extend i receive when i see with the eyes of truth all things are seen as they are intact and whole so i had that experience of healing as I was healed, even though nothing seemingly changed with my daughter and I at the the table. For now, are you among the saviors of the world? So if I have any wondering about how to be a savior of, of the world, that moment with my daughter was it. Being a savior of the world is asking for help when I don't have peace about what I think I see about bodies in a world. That is what it is to be saved, and that's what it is to save. Your destiny lies there and nowhere else. That's what I also love about the Course, is that right there with my daughter was my complete and total destiny, my complete and total purpose fulfilled. No, am I on purpose in the world? Is my life of any value? All these questions that I would ask in the world, which honestly can just never be answered. And even when they are, it's always upside down the next day anyway. So right there in that moment with my daughter was my complete and total destiny, my purpose fulfilled because my one and only purpose and the world's purpose is the purpose of forgiveness. And anything can be used for that opportunity. Just happened to be in that moment my daughter and protests would god consent to let his son remain forever starved by his denial of the nourishment he needs to live no abundance dwells in him and deprivation cannot cut him off from god's sustaining love and from his home practice today in hope so this is very clear practice today not Know the truth and you'll be free. Yes, you will, but you, you get that in practice. For hope indeed is justified. Your doubts are meaningless, for God is certain. So in, in other words, whenever you think you're certain, you're going to doubt. And it's going to be quicksand for you. So the only certainty is absolute, total humility. And then we're with the certainty of God through our teacher and the thought of him is never absent i like to think of that as the truth of god as the holy spirit or jesus is never absent always in the mind always available sureness must abide within you within you who are host to him this is that sureness is always there i can deny it but that i the mind is host to the truth I never lose it. It's just whether or not I'm willing to see it and not deny it. This course removes all doubts which you have interposed between him and your certainty of him. So this course is about removing the obstacles to love. And it's not even about us removing it. It's the willingness to ask and receive the Holy Spirit's removal of the obstacles. I love this last paragraph. We count on God and not upon ourselves to give us certainty. And in his name, we practice as his word directs we do. In that moment with my daughter, I had no thought of a doing. And doing happened. Out of this mouth came, tell me what's really important to you. I didn't have a thought to strategize that. It just, speaking happened. (laughs) It happened and then she said what she said and then I said yes. And there's probably gonna be happening now called reading a book about racism together. This course does not say that doing doesn't happen. It's, or doesn't seem to happen, but it's only and always as we are directed by choosing first the right teacher and the willingness to see what's true and to allow all things to extend from there. I'll read the last couple of sentences and we can ask if people have any questions. His sureness lies beyond our every doubt. His love remains beyond our every fear. The thought of him is still beyond all dreams and in our minds according to his will. We've got some some time still together. Would anybody like to share? Bruce, did you just unmute? I thought you did, so uh, you well, you don't have I, to speak. <laughs> well, that, that's
1: okay. I, I'm just appreciating your comments on certainty and 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 how you know the ego certainty is really uncertainty, and uh, you know, and it's just it's crazy craziness. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about when I when you know when I think the other, especially politically, I think the other side is crazy, and I'm certain <laughs> of that. I'm just certain that they're crazy. I mean. <laughs> Really, back up, Loretta. What if you're? What if I'm not upset for the reason? What if I'm not? What if I don't think they're crazy for the reason I think? Maybe they're not crazy.
0: Wow, that's a big willingness, Tim. (laughs) For you, I get it. Hmm. Boy, the courage it takes. I'm just sitting here right now. It's, it's so much easier for me to imagine what, how somebody else could go, well, you know, you maybe ought to think you're not, you're upset for the reason you think. Of course, when I'm upset, if somebody were to say that to me, that is often not what I want to hear. You know, maybe you're not upset for the reason. Are you kidding me? I'm upset exactly for the reason, I think. And, um, but the, so the, gosh, this is why I, for me, it takes practice the humility of being willing to go, would I be willing to consider that I'm not upset for the reason I think that is a big move. Hmm. That's the little move. That is a big move. And, um, it's the, it's the tiny crack that, that opens the dam. Um, -hmm. so I, I was being funny with you, Tim, but I, but I'm not being funny. (laughs) I know that that's, (sighs) yeah.
3: Uh, I have something I'd like to um, just comment on for you,
0: Whitney. Mm. I just wanted to say thank you for um, exchanging the word thought with truth. Mm. I really, I really find that to be very helpful. Mm. So I just wanted to say thanks and it's, it's helping me. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm.
5: Mm. Mm. Whitney. uh, I also wanted to thank you for sharing the story with your daughter. It reminded me of an event, an event. a situation recently with a friend of mine. I was posed a question and I didn't know how to answer it and it just blew me leaps and bounds away. So I'll pose the question to you. When did you know, <laughs> <laughs> when did you, know you were a healer? And this was by a person who didn't have any clue about my own connotations of what a healer is. And it had, it had nothing to do with the body. It had to do with like, like picking up broken spirits basically. And I had an answer. I thought I wouldn't have an answer to that because I was going to be really humble about it. Like, oh, healers, I'm a, if I'm a healer, I'm a, there's no such thing as an unhealed healer, et cetera, et cetera. But I had an answer. I, made my, I, I was sitting with a friend of mine and he was in a bad mood and I just walked in. And I didn't understand why he was in a bad mood. And I was like, hey, man, let's just pray about it. Basically, I was like, let's meditate about this because the energy here is weird. And the energy just lifted. And the, the, the thing that happened there was is that I accepted that I had no idea how to make his mood better. I had no idea how to, and I was like, "Let's just sit and go talk to the universe about it." Basically, Mm -hmm. Um, mood lifted ridiculous. We had a great night that night after that. But so, Mm -hmm. the question to you: When did you know that you were a healer? And for me, anyway, it came back to that experience like that with your daughter, where you just kind of open your hands up to the universe and say, "I don't know what's going on here, man." Um. And when, once I actually put that perception together that maybe by some weird definition, I do have that ability to heal, it just, I don't know, Whitney, but every time I hear you talk here, you always have these great healing experiences and it's just <laughs> amazing. Um, how, but if you don't mind me asking, how did you learn how to heal yourself? What was that experience like? If, 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 we, if we define healing as salvation, as releasing, releasing. I mean, truth
0: be told, I, I don't think of myself as a healer. And I'm not saying that, that anybody shouldn't use that language, but it, I just don't think of myself as a healer. I think about myself as a mind that is a learner. And then as I am willing to be shown, healing happens. Now, I, do, I don't deny that it seems like in the dream, there seems like there's this person here. I wouldn't, talk, I wouldn't speak this way to outside right, this class right here this way. But I probably, you know, I, I'm i willing to see healing happen is more of what is here for me. Um, I mean, I and I certainly don't think I did anything with my daughter other than give up my arrogance and ask to be shown with complete humility. I mean, I was at my wits end. So maybe what I think about myself is a mind that's willing to be humble and to make that choice. That's probably as far as I would say anything. And thank you. I'm so glad that these stories of healing show up like great healings, but it doesn't seem like
5: I'm doing anything. That's true. I I encourage you to maybe uh, examine your own beliefs about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is when I come through and I when I hear the words from you, I feel healed. I I leave these classes. Almost everybody here. I leave these classes just amazing. So well, for me, reconsider that.
0: Well, for me, what's true is there's one mind and one son of God. And so as words seem to get spoken about something, there's nothing really happening on the level of form. What's happening is an acknowledgement in the one mind of the son of God of who we truly are. And so, of course, we all are healed at once because there's just one mind. It doesn't look like there's a, a body over here helping a body over there be healed. anyway, I'm not even denying what you're saying and I'm appreciating what you're saying. And and for me, it's all a testament to what the course is saying, which is one mind, one son. When healing happens, all things are, the entire sonship is healed. So thank you so much for your appreciation though, and your story of being with your
1: friend. Judy, Judy's up.
0: Yeah. I was
3: just going to reiterate um, for me, my uh, thanks. And when healing happens, all things are made clear. Um, And so things during, during our time together, things that weren't clear are clear um, (laughs) for me. And that that's, I mean, that's fabulous. Thank you. It's I mean, it doesn't and, get better than that. When they, it doesn't get better than this, does it?
0: I I like to think of it as the I'm so grateful for the experience and witnessing of healing. It's it's like healing happens, and it doesn't. There is not a this doing it to that. Just none of that happens when healing happens. It's just all is clear, all is whole, and all is seen as it is. What else is left? You know, um, oh. and that's yeah. Kim?
1: Yeah. When, when Alexa was talking, I was thinking about, um, give me your blessing, holy son of God. Mm. So, and a way to rephrase that is, give me your blessing, holy healer of God. Meaning, mm. if I see you as a healer, then then we do it together.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe in that way, all we're all healers because <laughs> the mind heels. So it would show up as Alexa, as me, as, as your friend. And, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah my brother is my
2: savior. If I will let him be.
0: Mm. You know, I'm just thought again about how much this course is like a poem and that, um, sometimes it's the essence of what washes over me rather than the literal. And what I just felt wash over me as Alexa was sharing and yeah. and Judy and Tim is the is the poetic spirit of what we're what is true. Words can only do so much. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just point us in the right direction and then the love that is here is is the content. <laughs> and um we used video and and a, and a beautiful course and some words to experience that together so hi, thank, Whitney. thank you all thank you all can you hear me oh uh chris yeah yes hi can you guys hear me yes we yeah. can
6: awesome i had a couple thoughts i was <clears throat> i didn't i i came in late so i missed The example you had with your daughter, but uh, I got I got this feeling about it, and it's kind of like when I have a an argument with my wife, and I have to I have to defend the right to be right, and if I just step back and just go, you know what? I'm sorry, and I'm wrong. It's the hardest freaking thing to do is just say that crap you know but even if i don't want to say it if i force myself to say it yeah it dissolves the whole problem wow you know and then it <clears throat> it reminds me back to like kind of like lesson 4 these thoughts do not mean anything like my mm-hmm. thoughts of being right don't mean shit mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mean anything why do i have to defend it like mm. what does it matter Like, it does not matter. But I find that any time that I, if I am in arguing with anybody, really, that if I just step back and I go, maybe I'm wrong. Or can I just say that I'm wrong? How about that? You know, (laughs) what are they, are are they going to fight that? Like, oh, I'm wrong. You know, and they're going to be like, "Uh, (laughs) there's nothing to fight there, you know?
0: Thank you. So it just
6: made me think of that, you know, that lesson for th- my thoughts don't mean anything. Why the hell do I have to make so much out of
0: it? It's like that insanity that Tim was talking about, you know, it's insane. And yet we do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what I, what I, what I kind of can even sense in myself right now, as I just kind of sit with what Alexa, you were sharing and inviting, appreciating and inviting me to do. And us talking about healing and, and this whole thing that you were just saying, Chris, about will I even inform if I'm fighting with my wife, can I just say, okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I I, I don't have to be right about this. That's all a reflection of love. But it's just it's a it's a ref- willingness can show up in a lot of different ways. Healing can show up seemingly in a lot of different ways, but what matters is is the thought system. The course is saying what matters is we don't we don't heal as bodies what happens is the mind is healed in a moment of being willing to not know and to say that maybe we don't know we're wrong and to be shown the truth and then it it extends in all the ways it does alexa extends with you with your friend saying let's just ask the universe it it extends with my daughter when i say yes i'll read a book i didn't say to her you're healed you know i didn't even say i'm wrong um, but the content was present. The content of love was present. And sameness, no separation, no distinction between different interests, less sane, more sane, sameness, innocence. And that's what matters. That's what the Holy Spirit's thought system and Jesus, that's what we get. So um, thank you for all the examples. And. Um, pointing to the content, not mm. the, not the specifics of the form. Mm. Okay. Um, thank you all. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a treat. I'm always so grateful. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thank Thanks, thank you, Thanks. Thank you. Happy Sunday. Thank you
3: everyone. Blessings to all of
0: you.
4: Thanks. Thank you. Great job y'all. Thank you.